That was also the presentation that afterwards I went out to the parking lot and uh, got into my car and all of a sudden this officer comes up and, you know, he's this big, big guy and he's got all these muscles and he's walking up to me and he's, I think he's got his, you know, his belt on and everything and, and knocks on my window and I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And he's like, I just wanted to say police officers are so hard to speak to. You don't, like, you had an impact. You had an impact not only on me but on the rest of the officers in there even though it may not seem like it, because we're, you know, we kind of hold our cards close to our chest. Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota, produced by NAMI Minnesota, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of children and adults with mental illnesses and their families. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namihelps.org. Thanks for listening again, everybody. My name is Brian Jost. I'll be your host for this episode. And we have another personal story for NAMI Minnesota's 40th anniversary. We have uh, our volunteer, Jenna Erickson. She's been a volunteer in her own voice presenter. And I believe she's starting off in our speakers bureau. And so we're going to hear about more of that. And Jenna, let's get started by you telling me how you got to NAMI. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... It's been sort of a, a long journey of sort of my own personal experience that brought me to NAMI. Um, and I, I believe it was in about 2013 or so when I was at the state fair originally. And Brian, I believe you were at the table and I got your information. I was like, hey, I'm really interested in sharing my story. And you were like, hey, uh, I think I've got the right thing for you, this inner own voice program. And I said, that sounds great. Um, and so we connected that way. And of course, then it took took some time to get into the trainings that's and funny. do the interviews and whatnot. I forgot about that moment. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yep. I'm Well, I'm glad the state fair booth has been effective. Right? <laughs> that was initially, and I think it took me maybe a little while to follow through as well. Yeah. But um, but by the time we got connected um, and did, did the phone interview and whatnot for Inner Own Voice, uh, then I was signed up for the training, and that was last April. And that was sort of my my start with NAMI was the Inner Own Voice training. That was just April of 2016? Yep. That, yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I was thinking it had been even longer. So I believe, yeah, wow. March or April, somewhere in there. So what have you thought of In Her Own Voice? Tell me some, about some of your presentations. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, interestingly, I have been doing a lot of CIT police officer trainings. And say lately. what CIT is? Um, crisis intervention training for police officers. They are going through, like... Yeah, crisis intervention team. Yeah, yep. So the crisis intervention team training. Yep. And they're, so they, they have this whole like week-long 40-hour training that they go through to learn um, about how to de-escalate people who are in a mental health crisis. And uh, I actually I was fortunate enough last week to be able to sit in on the Minnesota CIT Officers Association week-long training with that um because I had been doing so many presentations for them, I was very interested in what goes on the rest of the week. And they do just such a wonderful job with their training, um, bringing in all different kinds of speakers and bringing in uh, th- these wonderful actors to come in and um, portray people who live with mental illness. And then the police officers learn these de-escalation tactics based on what symptoms are being provided. So that's been really interesting for me. But I um, I started off doing presentations, I believe more at schools 
Uh, I was doing maybe one a month. And then there was such a need for people to speak to police officers. And I was really scared at first. I was like, right. I, I, you know, I've had some personal experience with law enforcement and I, I went in, you know, with this attitude that, um, that, that, they were they weren't going to necessarily like me and that I wasn't necessarily going to like them and I've just learned so much over the course of a year speaking to them and hearing what it's like to be on the other side of uh you know uh, of this blue wall I guess right. and and what it's like to be an officer uh and, and dealing with people with mental health crises I mean they didn't go into you know being police officers to thinking they were going to have to maybe manage that Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really fascinating for me. I've done a lot of speeches that way. Uh, I speak independently of NAMI as well. I've spoken to social work students um, and with some other organizations as well. It's really something I'm very passionate about. That's cool. So, so are there uh, general? Are there certain types of questions you tend to get from police officers when you tell your story? Um, they they generally want to know what my personal encounters have been um, with with officers. Um, and they want to know what my experience has been just as a general rule, because um, I live with borderline personality disorder. And that's something that people don't understand very much about and how it, it develops and what that means. I mean, people understand depression, at least to a certain extent. People understand, I think, bipolar disorder to a certain extent. But borderline personality disorder is something that's very difficult to uh, explain, I think, to people, especially it's kind of a misnomer. Um, the name itself, it really is more of a, an emotional dysregulation kind of uh, disorder. And so they're generally curious about that. I've had different questions based on different people's experiences. One lady was really fascinated about um, the fact that I had had ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, um, which is like the shock therapy to help with depression uh, because of her personal experience with her you know, family member that had also experienced that. Uh, police officers are also genu- generally uh, curious about what, you know, what they could have done differently, right? What they could have done, what they couldn't, you know, what what would have been more effective in certain situations um, for me. So that that's kind of been my experience with them. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a quick break. Come right back to you, Jenna, in just a minute. We're going to hear a uh, little bit from Kay King about Get to Know NAMI sessions, and then we'll be right back to you. Hi, I'm Kay King. I'm a community educator for eight years for NAMI Minnesota. I'm a family member who was born to a mother who lived with mental illness, and my only sibling lives with bipolar disorder. I hope you can join us for Get to Know NAMI. It's a session where we talk about education, support, and advocacy at NAMI Minnesota. At the session, you'll have a chance to learn about classes and programs that we provide. You'll have a chance to hear about our support groups and our helpline. You'll also have a chance to hear a little bit about the legislative policy, first-person language, and other advocacy programs that we offer. We have daytime and evening sessions available, one hour in length. Please go to our NAMI Minnesota website, namihelps.org, to see locations, times, and dates of our programs. Hope you'll join us. Jenna, do you have uh, a favorite uh, in her own voice presentation that comes to mind? Do I have a favorite in her? I mean, a, a, a specific audience that you interacted with? Is there? I think there was one. My my personal favorite. I was doing the Minneapolis police officer CIT training, and 
an officer came up to me afterwards and talked to me. And that was the first time that someone had explained to me what it was like to be on the other side of, um, of, 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 you know, police interactions, right? We hear so much on the news and the media about what's going on. And it was the first time someone had actually explained to me what their struggles are, that they bring people to the hospital. And then of course they're released after a couple of hours and that they don't get much support from their higher officers necessarily for, for the trauma that they go through every day. And, and it was really eye-opening to me. I believe that was also the presentation that afterwards I went out to the parking lot and um, got into my car and all of a sudden this officer comes up and, you know, he's this big, big guy and he's got all these muscles and he's walking up to me and he's, I think he's got his, you know, his belt on and everything and, and knocks on my window and I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? (laughs) And he's like, I just wanted to say police officers are so hard to speak to. You don't like, you had an impact. You had an impact not only on me, but on the rest of the officers in there, even though it may not seem like it because we're, you know, we kind of hold our cards close to our yeah, chest. So wow. I was scared well, good for first, you and good for him for telling you that. Yeah. Because you could have left without knowing that. Absolutely. Yeah. It was wow. really, really powerful moment. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. Tell me about the Speakers Bureau, the NAMI Minnesota Speakers Bureau. Did you just go through a training or are you going to be soon? I'm going to be going through the training for that in, um, in August, I think is the next training. Okay. Signed up to do that. I'm excited about that. Great. I've been um, working, I've been doing other volunteer stuff with NAMI. I'm hoping to get, I actually, with the CIT training that I was at, I found out that the actors that portray people with mental illness are not, they don't actually speak to people who live with mental illness. So I'm hoping to round up some really? people. Really? They don't? No, they don't. Oh. No. So I talked to the acting director and he's like, oh my gosh, I would love to set up a time with you. Yeah, I was too. I was too. And, and that's why I wanted to connect. So I've been, I've talked to a couple of people and I'm hoping to get more, more people who are on board with talking to some of the actors about, about uh, what it's like to be a person that lives with mental, mental illness. And then I also have, I volunteered at the NAMI gala so that went really well too. I met a lot of really wonderful people. Saw a lot of really wonderful outfits. Yeah, I saw some pictures. I yes. wasn't there, but I saw some pictures. Yep there were there were lots of really uh, fabulous outfits and wonderful people there. It was great. I met a lot of really great. really great people that way as well. So that's some of the other stuff I've been involved with with Nami recently. Cool. What are your, are your hopes for the future of Nami? My hopes for the future of Nami. Um, I'm I'm hoping to really just get more involved and learn more about some of the different classes and programs. I haven't been to any of the classes and programs that NAMI offers for people who live with mental illness. Um, So just kind of seeing what that's about, maybe not necessarily attending them for my own personal, like, like connection in that way, but, but learning about what, what those look like might be, might be interesting. Also, I'm actually super interested in, in uh, improv as a tool for people who live with mental illness. So I'm hoping that maybe I can talk to somebody (laughs) about making that happen or, or like incorporating that into um, some of the, the things that NAMI already has um, Hmm, going on. In that way. So that's something I've been sort of looking for. I think NAMI has done a wonderful job of uh, growing over the last several years and, and being more broad reaching. I mean, I didn't know about them 
certainly not, you know, 10 years ago, even Mm -hmm. um, when I was really in the thick of, of my illness. And so I'm, I guess just growing and moving forward, I'm going to be the NAMI in our own voice uh, walk team captain again this year. So looking forward to that now this year. Oh my gosh, last year, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So yeah, it can be a lot of work. This year, I'll be a little more prepared. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. So when we met at the NAMI Minnesota booth at the state fair, Mm -hmm. had you already heard of NAMI before that? I think I'd heard of them, but I hadn't actually done any like searching out of, of, you know, what might be beneficial for me regarding NAMI, like, cause I didn't really know all of the services. It was really one of those walking through the education building <laughs> and wow. being like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I live with mental illness. Maybe this is a place for, for me to go to be able to, I don't mm-hmm. know, volunteer or mm-hmm. learn more resources or connect with other people who are living with mental illness. And, uh, and, and really, that's where I found a lot of meaning in my story has been being able to share it with other people. Sure. I, mean, I feel like with, with a lot of mental illnesses, but for me, for sure, there's a lot of loss that comes with that. A lot of things that, you know, that, that, that change that you have to adapt to if you're living with a mental illness of any kind. And, and so for me, like much of my formative years and my early twenties and stuff where you're out exploring different things and um and learning about who you are and what you like i spent you know in the hospital or really depressed and on different medications and in different treatment facilities and things like that and um and so there there's just a lot of loss with that and so being able to reclaim that and, and own it um now as an adult and with where i'm at now in my recovery has been really powerful for me it sort of makes makes all of that worthwhile right? and brings a lot of meaning and joy into my life that I'm able to do that now. That's great. Like there was a, a cost to the enjoyment that you're experiencing now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. What has it meant for you personally to have been involved with the work of NAMI? It's really, it's, I mean, it's been phenomenal, really. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, I didn't realize how powerful it was going to be to be able to share my story and to be involved and to get involved with people who are advocates for people who are trying to, you know, reduce the stigma related to mental illness. I mean, I've been at jobs where I haven't wanted to, you know, say that I live with a mental illness because of the stigma that's attached to that and what are they going to think of me, right? And so the fact that we have this organization that's out there that's trying to fight that, the the ideas that people have, the preconceptions that people have about people who are living with mental illness, and even some of the choices that they make while they're really sick and how that gets um, sort of skewed in, in the way that people think about things. I think it's really powerful what NAMI's doing um, in that way. So that's been just great. Um, for me personally... Like I said, just just being able to share my story uh, and and having a venue to be able to do that. It's hard to go out and just be like, hey, guys, I have a story to tell about mental illness. So having that um, those connections that NAMI has brought 
um, through that has been really, really helpful and really wonderful for me too. Um, I've made a lot of connections in that way. I've met a lot of really wonderful people and really hearing other people's stories. You know, you show up to an inner own voice presentation, you're not necessarily going to know who the other person is you may not may or may not have met them although i'm trying to change that we're gonna we're working on maybe a a picnic or something like that where all the inner own voice people can meet and then and to the listeners when when jenna says the other person she means her co-presenter inner own voice being presented by two co-presenters exactly yep and and so we get to you show up and you don't necessarily know what that person's story is and then you get to listen to it in real time, just like the audience. Yeah, <laughs> standing there in awe of their story, and then exactly. Yeah. And it, it's yes, amazing. there have been moments of that where I've stood there in awe and been like, "Wow, I can't believe that!" And then you have to be like, "Right, but it's right. my turn now." Pick up okay, your note cards me... off the floor that you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's just been fascinating to learn and and hear other people's vulnerability and and stories as well. I mean, people share some really personal stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So back to the walk team, the, the NAMI walks Mm -hmm. and your team captain, um, team in our own voice. Is it possibly if people are searching for a team to join, uh, they can search for in our own voice, right? Or maybe I O O V when, when it's registered and everything. It will be, we're, we're doing the, uh, the, the, the next training is coming up here, I believe in June, the next inner own voice speaker training is coming up here in June. And I'm actually, I'm presenting at that, at the training. So, (laughs) uh, but they wanted to, uh, Brianna asked me to wait until after they were all trained in, in order to, you know, start dealing with walk related stuff yeah. so eventually yes that will be on there please come join us we'd love to have you yeah so then eventually your name will be in the nami walk registration system as team captain yep. so you can look for jenna erickson j-e-n-n-a um, if you're searching for a team to join or donate to even if you can't walk absolutely so, cool we'd love to have you is there anything else in your mind that i didn't ask that you want to share um no, I just think this is this is such a wonderful opportunity and a wonderful um, thing that you guys are that you guys are doing with the not only getting getting the word out with the podcast, but the forty year anniversary. Getting to hear all these different stories, I've been listening to some yeah. parts of the podcast, and that's been just so so wonderful um, to hear. And I'm really excited to hear all the the stories of the other folks that come through so i'm really excited about that looking forward to more volunteering with nami and um and we'll see what lies ahead yeah yeah well thank you so much for being part of this project and coming in and having this conversation absolutely thanks for having me you're welcome nami minnesota champions justice dignity and respect for all people affected by mental illnesses Through education, support, and advocacy, we strive to eliminate the pervasive stigma of mental illnesses, affect positive changes in the mental health system, and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illnesses. NAMI Minnesota vigorously promotes the development of community mental health programs and services, improved access to services, and increased opportunities for recovery. Call us at 651-645-2948 or email NAMIHelps at NAMIMN.org. NAMI Minnesota's website is NAMIHelps.org. Outside of Minnesota, visit NAMI.org to find your state NAMI organization. 